are tuned in to the Real Estate Agent Man podcast, coming to you from Sarasota County, Florida. Our special guests today are first-time home buyers, Jordan and Alicia Gray. Yes, it's true. They are the Grays in a black and white world. Listen, I'm meant for podcasts. I'm meant for the stage, period. So let's go. Okay, she's ready. I'm sitting here with two of the youngest first time home buyers that we've had the privilege of helping into a home. Jordan and Alicia, how does it feel to be the very first guests on the Real Estate Agent Man podcast? It feels really exciting. It's great. Thanks, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> good answers. Good answers. So, did you enjoy the pizza tonight? It was great, and I had salad and two cookies. 10 out of 10 would eat again. And where does where did the pizza come from? Italiano. We're going to do a plug for them since they are a small business. Absolutely. And it's probably the best pizza you can get. It probably is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and they're putting up a Little Caesars like right next to it. So my plans for the future is to tell people, okay, go to Little Caesars at Tamami Trail and Jacaranda. Look to the left and walk in that door. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Great direction. There you go. So tell me, how does it feel to be homeowners? It's really exciting. And at first it was a little scary because there's a lot of projects. But once you get in there, it's fun to look forward to the weekends where you can do the projects. Jordan? I'll tell you what, it's been great, Steve. It's just been uh, really cool to just, uh, you know, launch into this new part of our lives. And, uh, you know, you don't realize all the things you need until you get a house. (laughs) You know, didn't realize ladders cost so much. <laughs> yeah, we were at, where were we, Lowe's? A two-step ladder was, I think, $60. Yeah. They're going for about $35 a step these days. <laughs> so do you miss renting or living with family members? God, no. <laughs> Never. I would say absolutely not. Nothing beats having your own space. <laughs> Yeah. That's how we feel about it. And now I don't have to worry about where I'm going next year. So I don't have to uh, pack and look for places, which is great. Right. That's what happens when you rent. You have no idea if you're going to be able to stay in the same place. Or if you need to find a random roommate on Facebook that has a rabbit that's evil and growls at you. You never know. (laughs) This sounds like a personal experience. (laughs) So I'm going to move on to the other question I had here. Are you having fun making the house your own? Well, absolutely, Steve. We're having a great time doing that. Uh, I mean, me personally, I'm a gearhead. I've got my garage set up now, new lighting, got my tools involved. It's, you know, like I said, you just can't beat having your own space to make your own. We're trying to do room by room because it does. It gets a little overwhelming sometimes. We got the living room done in our home theater in our bedroom, which is nice. Have you been getting a lot of company? I had a girls night and we played games. So that was fun. What were you doing during that girls' night, Jordan? I was probably in my boat that I can finally park in my own yard now. Ah, bonus. Yeah. yeah. Bonus. Well, in order to help our listeners learn from your experiences, we need to understand your journey a little bit. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Absolutely. So when we first met, you two were engaged. Tell us about where you were living and what your plans were for after your wedding regarding where you were going to live. You want to start? Well, I lived with uh, a friend of mine. 
Um, you know, just rented a tiny room in a house. You know, it wasn't much my own. Had to ask to borrow to use the kitchen. Sounds exciting. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was living with the Facebook friend. Yeah, I was living with her. She was a really nice lady, but I definitely felt trapped in my room. And then my plans were to get married. I wanted to move out before we got married because I just wanted my own space. But that didn't happen because, you know, my mom would kill me and so would his. So you chose life. I chose life. (laughs) I did. I chose life. Okay. (laughs) We didn't really have a solid plan, but my sister bought a house with Steve and Katrina and then that's when we got to move in with them. Uh, yes, I do remember that. But this is something else I remember. Okay. When I was showing your sister and Tyler houses, there was this one day that you two came along. And <laughs> we ended up, it was a vacant house. <laughs> and we ended up just sitting down on the floor and just talking for a while. And you guys were talking about the fact you were going to get married. Mm. And at that time, it was my impression that you thought that as soon as you guys got married, you could buy a house. Yeah. So how did you come to the realization that you weren't actually ready to do that? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> because it you all had comes dreams. down to dollars and cents, Steve. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, well, I definitely got to say I was, I was a little bit more of the, the pushy one. Let's just go do it. But then Jordan put a little voice in my head like, you know, I don't have the money right now. So we should probably really plan it out because it's a big purchase. And thank God he did because I would have learned the hard way. You got to be prepared. That's all. Yeah. If you can remember back this far, what did you think when I told you that I could possibly put you into a house with less than $2,000 using a USDA mortgage and my negotiating skills? Did you think I was crazy because nobody can buy a house for $2,000? Or did you actually, like right from the beginning, think, wow, this is great. I mean, where were you in that? Well, I definitely thought, wow, that's great. (laughs) But I don't know if I believed you necessarily. Uh, I would say I was more excited than anything. And just, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, when you see the confidence that uh, you work with, it didn't make it too hard to understand. And, (laughs) you know, I learned pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I understand that people in general don't believe they could possibly buy a house with like two thousand dollars out of pocket i'm wondering did you guys ever do the math at the end and figure out exactly what your out-of-pocket costs were on this purchase you just made um negative two thousand dollars it was about seventeen hundred (laughs) dollars just kidding it was about seventeen (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars i didn't do the math clearly (laughs) (laughs) okay so in this relationship the, the math goes to jordan is that yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, we just had the, you know, the, the basic stuff, surveys, mm. um, appraisals, those kind of things really became all that was out of pocket. And so that was the $1,700 you're talking about. Correct, correct. Right. So for the person listening who's like, oh, this sounds like a, a late night infomercial for, <laughs> for <laughs> selling houses. Uh, not everybody qualifies for, for this type of mortgage, the USDA. Uh, but many people do. I, I've been able to put several people into these homes and legitimately less than 2000 Now, not just the USDA. There is still the closing costs that you have to deal with. Mm. And so I have to negotiate that 
into yep. the deal in order to make that happen and not everybody's willing to do that yeah right that was definitely a major hinge on our deal and it was something that made it possible um you know don't get me wrong we you know we saved up we try to be prepared but um that small detail made it um you know so possible for this to happen uh, there wasn't any question we weren't worried about numbers um when steve was able to negotiate that in for us it made it uh you know possible with lots of wiggle room you know we were we had money to spare um you know those it just wasn't much to worry about at that point that's and, all i can say and even if you do have thousands left in the bank afterwards that's not a bad thing, right? That's a fantastic mm -hmm. so thing. That, the, that gets you prepared for when you have the bills coming in. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you move in and you find out that there was something wrong with the house that you know you didn't know about. Yeah. Like for us, when we bought the house that we're in right now, we weren't in here a month, and all of a sudden the shower is leaking into the closet. Yeah. Okay, we didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. You know, and stuff... and. If that can happen to a realtor, it can happen to anybody. Right. If you can keep that money in your pocket, it really just leaves you more prepared. And you know, you can go to sleep at night and not worry too much about the next day. I feel like this is going well. How about you? I do too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's one for Alicia. <laughs> Alicia, in the review you gave us on Google, you said, quote, I'm quoting you. Buying a house is scary, and honestly, the only way to really know what you're doing is to buy a ton of houses or just work with Katrina and Steve. Now, I love that for several reasons. One is because acknowledging that buying a house is scary is important. Yeah, okay. it is. It, Big it, purchase. Well, and, and it's, you know, you can read all kinds of articles about the top stressors in life, and buying or selling a house is in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely have to agree with you, Steve. I mean, I eat nails for breakfast, and I was very scared. <laughs> what kind of nails? Are they sugar-coated or just raw nails? The gummy ones. Oh, gummy nails. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so can, can you kind of talk, tell the listening audience what some of the scary things are or just why you feel like it's a scary process? Well, I think the scary part about it is there's so many things that you have to have aligned and there's a lot of people within buying a house so if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have somebody knowing what they're doing it can get very tangled and very messy but if you have somebody who knows who to call when to call where to call it puts it together like the manager he's in charge he like knows a, who to talk to like i'm the project manager of yes. house buying yes Take a guess at what the average age of a first-time home buyer is. Ooh. In fact, think of your numbers separately. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to just want you to be honest and tell me we'll go latest first. And don't change your answer, Jordan. Okay? So, Alicia, what do you think? First-time home buyers, what is the average age for that? 35. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking with 32. Oh, okay. Okay. And could you read my screen, Jordan? Because it's 32. No, oh, I can't see that far. <laughs> it is 32. So I looked it up in the I National Association. Close. Yeah, the National Association of Realtors for 2018, anyway, said that the average age of first-time homebuyers was 32. Okay. So you two are like way um, below average or above average. How would you word that? Before average. You're way <laughs> before average. Winning. <laughs> so uh, Alicia, how old are you? I am 22. And Jordan? I'm 26. Okay, so you are the old man. Uh, yeah, you, you're the old, <laughs> the old one in the bunch. But that's good. Yeah, Katrina and I are four years apart. 
And, you know, when you were 16 and she was 12, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> but it yes. works for you guys now. It, it, no, it does, yeah. So, yeah, so you guys, you really beat the odds. Yeah. You know? And so that means, you know, especially you, Alicia, being 22, it's 10 years before average. So you have this next 10 years that you are not going to be throwing money away renting. You are investing in Florida real estate, even though it's your home. You are making an investment that should pay off extremely well for you as long as you do the right things to your house and you stay there long enough to recoup those costs. You mean I shouldn't paint my uh, house like a bright pink or do like camouflage? Well, okay, let's talk about that. If you were to paint the front of your house some very, very unique color that most other people wouldn't want, it could hinder what your neighbor's house to sell for because they don't want to live next to you. That's true. Okay. That does hurt your future sale price. So you just hit on another topic that I wasn't even planning on going with in this conversation, but it's a very good one. The most important thing that a new homeowner can do for their own investment is not worry about the inside right away, but to make sure the outside looks good. Oh, I because didn't think about that. Because every single house that sells in your neighborhood is going to be based on what new people looking at buying in your neighborhood think of your neighborhood. Yeah. So the better your neighborhood looks, which is why I went over there and edged your overgrown lawn <laughs> the day after Thank you bought you. your house. You're welcome. Okay. It is very important for your future sale because the, the they call them comparables or comps. The comps build off each other month after month after year after year after decade after decade. So you want to keep that in mind, although you don't have control over what your neighbors do. If you happen to have neighbors that kind of let their place go, you don't have any control over that. But you keep yours up the best that you can. It doesn't have to be amazing and have gold-plated sidewalks. It just has to be neat and clean and cute. And and the more that you can stay consistent with that over time, besides the fact that you're doing your job at your house, you're inspiring your neighbors. Yeah. And I'm keeping my plants alive, which is a new thing for me. <laughs> We're proud of you. We're Thank proud you. of you. Thank you. Keep those plants alive. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So take that away from this conversation is the most recent thing you've learned from me. Uh, about keeping up the value of your house. It's always more important for the value of your house to have the outside looking right as opposed to the inside. The inside can be a mess until the day you sell it. Yeah. Which a lot of people actually don't even get their house (laughs) completely in order until they're ready to sell it. But uh, you guys aren't doing that, obviously. You're doing work both inside and out, and your house is really coming along nicely. And to follow the amazing Candace Owens formula for ending a podcast... I will give you two minutes to tell the listening audience anything you would like to share with them about buying or owning a home. As a first-time home buyer, I think one of the main things I would say is to be patient but be persistent. Patience is important. You want to make sure that, uh, like Alicia said, that you're picky. Um, you know, you want to make sure that uh, the house you're looking at is a house you could live in for a long time. Uh, you know, it's a big investment. It's not a small amount of money. I mean, it, it's it's a large life choice. But the main thing to remember is, you know, don't don't uh, jump into anything. Don't you know, just uh, you know, take what might fit the bill. But wait, be patient, find what you're looking for. But also, don't don't wait forever. Where we live in today, 
Um, there's a lot of options and outlets out there for first-time home buyers. Uh, different types of loans, different allowances, um, different things that have been made available to people like ourselves uh, to get out there and just get a piece of Florida real estate. I think one of the main things Steve has told me that made a lot of sense was, you know, you just got to get out there and get in the game. Sometimes it might feel like you might be saving for 10 years before you'll ever have that money you need for that down payment. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't start looking into different outlets, find out different uh, opportunities that are available to make something happen. Um, so that's about it. Just don't be nervous or scared that it's not possible. Explore your options because they're out there. That is excellent. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask this question because this, you actually inspired me in this. Sure. As you're doing all that, where on that process should you start building a relationship with the realtor? I would say start early, whether you think you're totally ready or not. Um, you know, they'll be able to tell you. They'll be able to tell you, you know. I mean, there's questions to be asked. And, you know, sometimes you do need to wait and be patient and find that, um, you know, those uh, extra steps you need to take, you know, get everything in line. But, you know, sometimes you're ready before you even know it. And I think that's where it was with you. You were actually more ready than you knew. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you uh, sitting here today and having this conversation with me. You're welcome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for your time, Steve, and thanks for helping us buy our new home. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Good night. <laughs> Peace out. Real estate. Agent man. Real estate. Agent man. Write down his cell phone number. Florida Realtor with Remax Platinum Realty and Steve Martin Homes Group.